Hello, and welcome back to Alumni Connect, your source for alumni news, events, and research here at UFT's Department of Nutritional Sciences. My name is Rodney, and I will be your host for today's episode, where we talk about the current state of affairs within our department. Because, not to spoil anything, but there are some very interesting things happening in our department. Uh, to help facilitate this discussion, we've invited the perfect guest to talk about the department, the department chair herself, Dr. Deborah O'Connor. Uh, Dr. O'Connor, thank you very much for finding the time to join us today. Thank you very much for the invitation. So, uh, it has been almost a year since we've had this COVID-19, this sort of almost global health crisis. I mean, everyone is affected. Um, have you adjusted well? Um, you know, I think it's been a hard year. I mean, I think um, it's been a very hard year. I'm not going to lie, but uh, I have to say we've marched on. And um, as a community, I think we've made progress on uh, meeting our mission and uh, working together and to reflect on what we want to be when we come out of this. So um, it's been a hard year. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been hard. But like you're saying, I think it's it's great that we're all looking forward to something. And right. it feels like we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. We're hearing all these great things. But now there's some issues with distribution right. and many other things. But uh, at the very least, we're we're getting there. We're right. already gone through. I think the most. Hopefully, we've been through the most difficult parts of it. Um, so, have any of the students or the staff been back at the department or within the medical science building uh, right. during this time? Well, I'm actually in. I actually am on the fifth floor in oh. the medical science building as as I'm talking to you. So I come downtown twice a week, and. Um, for uh, despite the lockdown uh, in the province of Ontario, research is considered an essential service. Mm -hmm. So uh, we um, our wet labs for those uh, uh, um, faculty, staff, students who need to do their work uh, on site, uh, we have permission to do so with very strict physical distancing and masking rules. So I'm in my office by myself. That's why I don't have my mask on, but uh, um, there's signage all around, uh, et cetera, et cetera, to make it super safe uh, for uh, us to work here. So if anybody can work at home, they uh, are requested to work at home. But if you need to come in to do your work, we do uh, allow that. Um, especially if you, uh, in most instances, that's going to be the uh, wet lab research. So how many people are on the fifth floor here today? I would say maybe, maybe eight to 10 people. So it's not exactly a crowd, uh, mm -hmm. very easily to do physical distancing. And we know in uh, our teaching hospitals where many of our graduate students do work, we uh, again, they are allowed to go in and uh, do their wet lab research. Uh, what has been impacted has been human to human research and with mm -hmm. the lockdown that uh, in terms of campus is um, is on hold at, at present. Yeah. And I guess it's very difficult. Uh, are any of the classes being resumed? I know graduate students normally have classes uh, during the year. Is it all virtual now? Or it's all there... virtual. Everything is uh, now there are um, there are labs going on various spots if they can't revert, but in nutritional sciences, all 
all of our uh, classes, both undergraduate and graduate, are virtual. Um, even even if uh, there's eight of us here in the uh, on the floor, and we had a meeting, we're requested not even to meet in person. We're supposed mm. to, you know, we'll both get on our Zoom in two different rooms. Um, so it's you know exuberance of caution, but uh, allowing people to proceed with their work, um, and and so on. So. We get to wave at each other in the hall, which does actually, I have to say, my favorite two days of the week are, in fact, coming in. Uh, but uh, we, 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 we're not hanging out here either. Um, but we do get to say hello, which is really uh, does brighten the day. It, it's good to go back to some normalcy. It, it's nice <laughs> that you get to go in. I haven't gotten right. to go in at any time. So yeah. it's, it's, been, uh, it's been strange being at home for the last many many yeah. months <laughs> yeah there's only so many zoom calls you can do <laughs> but i have to say at least from my perspective uh, we really have to give sort of a big kudos to the administrative staff on in the department as well because they've really adjusted and changed sort of the way they normally right. do things a lot i know right. that uh seminars that we usually the graduate students have are being done online now and also mm -hmm. the uh, evaluation forums are done online right and it's sort of right. a it's a system we've never had but right. now we've suddenly had to make it right. happen <laughs> right exactly that's a really good point and uh, our attendance actually is up at graduate seminar oh uh because a lot of people who had commitments at the end of the day uh you know traditionally have found it difficult and oftentimes that were faculty and staff well we're we, our faculty attendance is up at the graduate seminars um I would say I think there's even more questions being asked because if people feel shy about asking a question, there's always chat. And sometimes there's a whole other conversation going on in the chat. So uh, yeah, there has been some learnings through this for sure. We, we are getting away from paper and, and more, um, you know, as you said, say, um, online submission forms, which is probably something we should have done 10 years ago. But uh, <laughs> so we're learning, we're, we've all become a little bit more computer, um, computer literate, all, often, um, often assisted by the students, because uh, our students have grown up with these technologies, whereas some of us did not. So it's been a collaborative uh, enterprise, that's for sure. It's it's definitely wild. I think I, I'm sort of in that in-between generation where I still remember some things, but not others. Uh, I remember old cassette tapes, but I think you talk to a newer generation, they'll be like, what are these things? Music is on your computer. It's it's online, right? right. It's on Spotify. Exactly. It's not right. on CDs or things like that. Uh, so it's sort of crazy. Right. But um, talking about change, uh, right. there have been some interesting changes that are to come or coming to the department. Right. Um, and one of the things that I am aware of that is happening is that during this time, even though it's been very difficult, um, the, the department and you especially have been working to develop our new strategic plan. Is that correct? That's, that's correct. For those of us who don't know much about it, you know, what right. exactly is a strategic plan? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so a strategic plan is a document that you put together that um, really engages your stakeholders to decide what you want to be. What do, what do you want to be and what do you want to accomplish? And um, that sounds like kind of, um, kind of far out, but 
you know, and if you don't have those goals in mind, when you have the opportunity to hire new staff, or you have the opportunity for student uh, expansion, you kind of have to know where you want to go in order to plan for today. Because, you know, we don't have a money tree growing in the backyard. So we want to use every opportunity to make good decisions. So um, a strategic plan, it sets out, you know, what is your vision? Uh, what do you think your current mission is? And then it sets out specific goals and priorities. Um, and it's usually over a five-year time frame. And um, it's, it's a really good document because, you know, the nice thing, I mean, the University of Toronto has many, many smart people, many, many smart students. Uh, but you all kind of want to be working from the same song sheet, right? If everybody's mm -hmm. doing their own thing, um, you, you're kind of not going to go for this vision. So it's, it's a plan, but it's flexible too, right? To take advantages of opportunities as they arise. So, um, the, so the uh, Dr. LeBay, who preceded me as chair, she, she did the last strategic planning exercise in the department was done in 2009. So that was quite some time ago. It was the first time there was a strategic plan for the department. So it was some time ago. So it, it was time to kind of uh, do this. And um, the rationale for doing it at this time is that we, um, we have a lot of faculty turnover. And so because uh, uh, faculty are retiring they, and we, uh, people have already indicated they were retiring and we did get um, permission to hire incremental new faculty. So that is a perfect time to make a plan and fill those positions in a way to get, get to the goals you want to achieve. So um, that, that basically is uh, what the strategic planning exercise is supposed to accomplish. Um, sometimes if the plan is too general, it becomes a document that you work on that collects dust and nothing happens. But this time we kind of talked a lot about implementation of that plan. So um, that probably gives you a nutshell of uh, what, what this strategic plan is. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Uh, could you give us perhaps some like uh, key features or details that are being focused on for this one? Uh, sure. Just because if it's all about the sort of the vision in the future and building it all together, I guess I'm just interested in knowing right. sort of what are the key things that are being focused on? Well, I do have some slides, Rodney. Can you see the slides? I can see them, yeah. Okay, we're still waiting for the final sign-off for this, but I think it's pretty safe to, to share. I mean, there might be some wording changes, et cetera, but I think it'll really um, give you a sense of, of what the plan is. So. I apologize, Dr. O'Connor, but just a quick point of clarity before I begin. For our listeners who are simply listening and are unable to see these slides, all the information that is presented in this episode will be available on the departmental website at some point in the near future once everything has been finalized. We just wanted to share something that was new and exciting that was happening in the near future for this department, and we hope that you'll be able to revisit this episode and hear some of the motivation and thoughts and maybe some of the details that you might not be able to see when reading something like a strategic plan on a departmental website. So with that, Dr. O'Connor, please take it away. 
Um, in terms of the plan, what we uh, we division for the department is uh, equitable, local, and global nutrition health across the life cycle. And our mission is uh, we will improve nutritional health, drawing in diverse voices and working collaboratively with others nationally and internationally through a combination of collaborative research that covers the spectrum from omics to population health, contributions to policy and practice change and teaching. We develop the leaders of tomorrow, outstanding scholars and champions of equity and diversity. And we want to do this with our values of courage, inclusivity, collaboration, reflection, and excellence. So Rodney, you read that, it's, it's, I'm sure that's, there's many things in that that are resonating uh, with you, uh, but at the same time, you can see maybe slightly a, a different approach in the language than has been used in the past. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so we, to do this, just to give you an idea how it was done, because we had, we did all this in the middle of a pandemic. So there was no such thing as having a big group session and breakout session. So we had, we had a number of working groups um, that were convened. They all had uh, undergraduate representation, graduate rep student representation, alumni representation as well as core faculty and cross-appointment faculty rep representation. And we had a research working group. We had an undergraduate education group uh, that included issues of, um, a few issues of professional practice. Then we had a graduate education group that dealt with uh, medical education. And then we, um, we also had a, a group about just kind of the culture of the department and support support of faculty through their career life cycle. And that, and that was sort of struck to deal with the new faculty that were coming in, which became all the more important about bringing faculty in during a pandemic, as you can just imagine. Oh. So the research objectives here, you know, are a kind of goal for our research is to be recognized for cutting edge research that is having an impact on people's lives. So you're, uh, in terms of what we want to do is we want to expand our current talent pool. Again, this gets into hiring faculty, but to really kind of get at having faculty with different backgrounds and different approaches. And um, the other thing is to strengthen the environment for faculty ongoing success. Again, this is the, you know, supporting faculty through their career life cycle and then broaden networks of strategic collaborations and partners. So uh, one thing that's going on with the faculty, which is quite unusual in terms of core faculty, we'll be likely hiring a new faculty member every year for the next five years. Oh, which, wow. Which, Sounds like well, that's cra crazy, right? But it it's, uh, in order to, be because of the turnover, we have to do just that or it's, we won't be able to meet our, our undergraduate or graduate commitment. So, you know, with every a bit scary because we have to make sure we have funding to do that. Uh, at the same time, it's exciting because we've never, for the last 20 years, have been able to do that. So that's pretty exciting. And then we're also... You know, when we get back, we actually just moved into new facilities. So um, there's, a, you know, it's will be very attractive for new faculty. 
And uh, so that's our big thing. Our other initial priority is to capitalize on new streams of funding and make them accessible through transparent and equitable processes and to continue to strengthen our infrastructure and enablers of strategic collaboration. And there's some ways that we're going to do that. We are going to be hiring a research program officer to help us with some of the team grants. So team grants have become more popular, but we never had an infrastructure in the department to do that because there's a lot of heavy lifting about getting different people together, getting, you know, who's going to coordinate, who writes this section, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, those are, would be some of our initial priorities in research. Um, in terms of undergraduate education, uh, we are going to review all the undergraduate courses. Uh, I think they're excellent courses, but we haven't done it for a very, very long time. So we just want to make sure they're current. And, um, and so, uh, so in terms of our goal is, you know, excellence in delivering foundational nutritional science knowledge of relevance in a rapidly changing and complex uh, world. So again, one of our initial uh, priorities there will be to review the course offerings and to increase their relevance and currency. Uh, we, will, uh, we are considering offering a minor in nutritional sciences and probably and what we really heard from undergrads is you know uh, some undergrads get into our program they know it's not a dietetics program but they get turned on to nutrition and they're year three so we're going to put some investments into seeing if across the campus we can put together a cadre of courses that they can meet the academic competencies to go on to a practicum placement um, after or simply go into the MPH program in nutrition dietetics at the University of Toronto. So I'm a registered dietitian. So mm -hmm. there's three registered dietitians that are working on this. Can't say we'll be successful. We're, we're gonna give it the old college try to see if we can do it. Um, because right now, um, if you do get turned, I mean, you still have this wonderful uh, basic science degree, but then you go on and you have to do three years someplace else. That's a lot of, school so we're kind of thinking it might take somebody an extra year at u of t to finish it but we're going to see if we can try to put together a package of courses that would be acceptable to uh, dietitians of canada the college dietitians of ontario so people can meet their academic competencies so that is a might be specifically uh, of interest to your listeners that would be that would be fantastic yeah that, i know it's been be a long time coming so um I think the people of my generation would say that that would be big. It's a that, little that, bit overdue, <laughs> but you know, we don't, you know, we're not a dietetics program. So if people know they're entering their undergrad degree and they know they want to do that route, they, there's better places to go than mm -hmm. to come to U of T, to be honest. But, uh, but True. you know what happened? I didn't start in a dietetics program. I started another program and I got turned on after I took nutrition. And so, you know, the rest is history. So um, anyway, I thought that you might find that interesting. We are reaching out. Uh, uh, the other thing is to, you know, um, to think a little bit more about partnerships with our sister institutions uh, in terms of undergraduate course offerings in nutrition. Uh, okay, so uh, in terms of graduate education, I think I personally think this is the one of the strongest aspects of our department already. Um, so uh, 
um, we didn't feel like there was lots to fix here, but we thought, um, you know, uh, we thought that in terms of international students, we all, we have excellent uh, students that enter the, the master's and PhD program domestically, but to get at that diversity of opinions, I, I think we could do a better job recruiting really, really outstanding international PhD students. So, you know, just, we're not talking about, you know, replacing the program with them, but I, we do think that that would help with um, having a bit of more diversity of opinion and so on. And, um, you know, uh, so, uh, and then also to enrich graduate and postgraduate student experience. Uh, I think we were particularly concerned about the postdocs in the department that they're here, but not here. And I think all the basic science departments are feeling right now, we need to think more carefully about that mentorship and exchange. And maybe we'll even do it across the basic science departments. There's been lots of conversation about that. Um, so our priorities is to, are to, you know, recruit the best and brightest doctoral students. And um, there's lots going on in the Faculty of Medicine right now, the university at large, uh, looking at um, issues, especially around mental health, equity, diversity, inclusion. So we don't want to repeat those as a department. That wouldn't make sense. But um, to uh, leverage, you know, leverage those opportunities are, are there. Um, in terms of professional education, um, so what we want to do here is, and then a lot of this has to do primarily with medical education, but a lot of us are involved in education of other healthcare professionals. And, um, and we, we're always tapped to do that. The, the problem is there's no funding model to support that. So we're going to kind of push ourselves in this area to see if we can figure out a financially sustainable model to continue to do that but not you know people not have to do that you know Sunday afternoon <laughs> every week <laughs> so it's such an important activity so we need to kind of think through these things um, we're also you know there's things that we can do now that we all agree on this is do we do have like a faculty workload policy um, and it recognizes different things and it and to more fully acknowledge of these issues in the workload policy. So um, uh, anyway, we had a, we've had good conversations about that. Um, and then the the last thing is this enabling strategies I was talking about. So initially, I, I had proposed this because I was worried about the new faculty coming on. And 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 I think because of the pandemic, people were more open to talking about issues than I I ever remember. And because we again because we couldn't all meet together we had lots of one-on-one -on -one meetings i can i think we probably had 20 meetings with regard to this strategic plan small group meeting so it kept coming up enough that maybe we need to be looking at this throughout the faculty life cycle so um, you know foster leadership development um, you know continue to upgrade our infrastructure equipment making the technology work so you know people are they're thinking about good research questions not figuring out how to fill a box on a form um, really engaging our min staff so they understand uh, what faculty are doing so that they can it's a, you know they can support them because they really do want to support the faculty so just have a bit more interaction 
uh, with those kind of everyday academic events. So they can, in their interactions with their counterparts elsewhere in the university, they can bring things to be, you know, how can I help you kind of attitude. And, um, and uh, you know, the other thing is to expand the department's profile. I mean, individuals do this very well, but I, you know, there's some things that we definitely can do uh, in terms of um, communication. So we, and I, this is the one that um, maybe I can just kind of throw it there to the alumni, how, how we do that. Of course, we can always update the website, but maybe we need something more ongoing. We almost need like a nutrition reporter for the department to uh, get the get the voice out there on a regular basis. So we have to get our head around how we're going to do that. Um, my own view is you can't just ask somebody to do this off the side of their desk or they, it just won't get done because people are too uh, kind of too busy. Um, so we we are going to be doing some changes into the administration of the department. So uh, it's for the most part, a lot of decisions go through the chair's office and I don't think that should be the way. So we're going to be going to an associate chair role. And uh, mm -hmm. so uh, we're gonna make it a more diffuse kind of decision-making. So it, it not, uh, not everything lands here. And then uh, by doing that, it'll allow for people who eventually wanna become chair that they will have some uh, some uh, experience in those roles and then in their workload, it, it would be counted towards uh, what um, their expectations are for the years. So um, anyway, uh, I've said quite maybe more than you wanted to hear Rodney, but uh, it, the document will, uh, will once uh, we get the final sign off, we're almost mm -hmm. there, uh, will get put on the website uh, and um, it is a long document, so it talks about all the reflections, it talks about all the people that were involved, it talks about the review of it and so on. So um, those will be up on the website once we get final sign off and the graphics are done for, for the strategic plan. Yeah. That was very insightful. Very are you insightful. excited about it? Very excited. excited. I mean, I didn't yeah. even, I didn't realize that we were planning to hire what is essentially a faculty member for the like one for the next five years yeah. every year and that, that's a lot uh, it's a I, lot and i from what i recall i think some of these things sort of already have taken place i don't know if any of right. our alumni know but i believe that um one of the issues with international students in the past was that there was this almost prohibitive cost in terms of tuition coming to uft um right. the domestic price for students for tuition versus international students was very different it was far more expensive for international students. But I believe that's changed, at least on the PhD stream in, right. uh, in the last year. Absolutely, so PhD students now in at the uh, University of Toronto pay domestic fees. Mm -hmm. So that is a huge game changer. So it, it really kind of fits very nicely with our strategic direction of recruiting international PhD students, really outstanding. So it, it fits really well with that. I don't, and like you said, Rodney, I don't think a lot of people know about it. So we need to get yeah. the word out there. <laughs> you know, when people are, go, when we're going to conference, we need to have something in their hand or just kind of train them to mm -hmm. make sure when they're going to posters and so on and see these really outstanding 
master's students that might be looking for a PhD placement to say, hey, look, you can study here in Toronto uh, for domestic fees, which are cheaper than many other countries, <laughs> right? It seems like a lot of these things that are concerns now are being tackled in this plan. I mean, it makes sense, uh, right. but they're all sort of being tackled and being addressed slowly but surely because change takes time. There's a lot of yes. things to change. Right. There's a lot of different ways you could further improve this department uh, despite right. already how good it is. Right. Uh, so it, it's going to be an exciting few years. Right. I mean, the last external review we had, the top two and top two complaints of the external reviewers were was our infra infrastructure because we were in the Fitzgerald building for 80 mm -hmm. years, right? <laughs> and so uh, we moved to new facilities in 2018. Uh, we also opened our nutrition intervention center, which uh, is, uh, you know, it's closed right now because of COVID, but we will get that opened again. And the second issue was a plan for faculty renewal. So you know, we've hit, we've hit those top two issues pretty hard. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's easy to get a little discouraged with COVID for sure. But we, I think, um, I mean, this is the first time I've ever done a strategic plan through a pandemic, but I think we're really poised uh, to have a great plan and move on it, even though this is going on. But certainly once, uh, we're back on campus to really move really quickly. Uh, and you know what was really, it was very interesting, Rodney, I have to tell you, is planning during a pandemic made people very reflective of what was important. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you could probably gather that from the values statement, you know, not, I don't think we've really talked about those kind of things before. Very interesting. I'm definitely going to have to take a very close read at this once it gets posted onto the website. Yeah. So with that, that sort of about wraps it up. I think you gave a very well sort of insightful and a very good talk on uh, the strategic plan. And uh, before we end off this podcast, there is a few things I want to take care of uh, so right. that this podcast and the Alumni Association is proudly sponsored by the University of Toronto Affinity Partner in Manulife. Uh, discover the benefits of Affinity products at www.affinity.utoronto.ca. Uh, if you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, uh, make sure you follow us. If you're listening to this as an audio or a podcast, follow us wherever you're listening it to. <laughs> and uh, you'll always know when a new episode comes out and is being released. Um, we're still working on sort of a concrete schedule for when we're releasing these episodes, um, but there will be more in the future. We have some very exciting ones planned down the pipeline, so we hope you stay tuned. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback or comments, um, you can always contact us through the departmental website, um, and you can find our information there as well. Uh, so, Dr. O'Connor, uh, is there any closing remarks you'd like to make before we sign off? No, thank you. Thank you very much, Rodney, for giving me the opportunity to share our plan. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. O'Connor, for coming on and uh, finding time in your schedule to come on and talk to us today. And I really hope that at some point in the future, we can have you back to not talk about you as a chair, but talk about your research. Because oh, I would love to do that. <laughs> very, very interesting things with human donor milk and low birth weight infants and folic acid. Uh, with maternal and infant health. There's some very interesting research. So hopefully we'll be able to get you on or maybe some of your students or your postdocs on and just talk about it because I think our alumni would be very interested in that type of research as well. Okay. Well, thank you very much. 
thank you. And we hope you'll be back soon. <laughs>